Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppett, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life, because basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, it's a solo show. It is going to be just me talking to all of you, giving you some of my tips and ideas for us work-at-home parents this summer. I always think that summer is going to be this glorious time when I'm going to get all of this work done, but guess what? My children are home and it is harder. And so I want to just talk about some of the things that we are doing or we have done in the past or we're hoping will help and maybe they will help you as well. But before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about what's going on in Patreon right now. So we are really embracing this summertime to try to put a lot of habits in place and figure a lot of things out so that when fall comes, we are more prepared. We have some of those habits more solidified so that all of the craziness that comes with fall is a little bit easier. So this week, particularly in Patreon, we are doing deep dives. I talk a lot about different things like automating your home and Trello and plan to eat and all of that. And so this week I am actually taking the daily lives that I normally do because I actually host a live show in our private Facebook group every day where we talk about all kinds of different topics and we hang out together and we have so much fun. But this week they're a little bit longer episodes and we are really getting into the nitty gritty of okay. So you are starting with Trello and you find it a little bit intimidating and you want to know exactly what you need to do to get your feet wet and start using it well to plan your life or this is exactly how to get started with plan to eat or here is how you set up your echo app so that it's working with all of your other things like your thermostat and establishing routines in the app and doing all of that so that you can get the most out of it and can actually make your life easier that is what we are doing this week in patreon and good news if you are listening to this episode later on those are always going to be available in our Facebook group. I will have links that are up on our Patreon website so you can find those one-on-ones really easily. But if you want that kind of information, then you just have to be a member at our lowest level, our $5 a month level in Patreon to be able to get access to all of those goods so that you can really set yourself up for success. And plus, you get all the other benefits of being a part of our awesome community of ladies who are all working to live well any way in their lives and live well together. So you can come over to patreon.com slash live well together, get signed up there at any one of our levels, and you will be able to get all of those goods and help yourself get set up for a really amazing fall. And honestly, a great rest of your summer. We would love to have you come join us. So again, that's patreon.com slash live well together. Come be a part of the community and just have some fun and learn some stuff with us. But right now, let's dive into talking about summer for work-at-home parents. Now, I just want to say right off the bat that hopefully there will be some tips or ideas in here that can benefit anybody, even if you are not trying to conduct your career from at home. But I also want to say that where I am coming from in my life is how I'm going to be talking in this episode. You know, I don't have super little kids anymore. That is an even harder thing to juggle when you are trying to work from home. I've been there. I've tried to block out those years. That was just really rough. 
my sympathy goes out to you if that is where you are. So this episode is more going to be speaking when you have a little bit older kids and they are able to self-manage a little bit more. You know, just as a reminder, I have kids ranging in age from six all the way up to 15. So, you know, they're fairly capable. They are able to do more things than, you know, a little kid for sure. And also because I don't just have a six-year-old, I have a 15-year-old that can help the younger ones. That is also really helpful. So I do have that advantage of having those ages, but it can still be a lot to juggle. And there are still a lot of interruptions and kids who want to spend time with you. And and I want to be able to do those things too. I want my kids to be able to look back on summer and not just think that I was holed up in my room all summer long, but that I actually spent time time with them and that we had a really good time together and we got to do all of the summer things, but it takes a little bit more effort and planning and figuring out in order to make that happen. And I also really do have to get my work done. So these are some of the things I've been getting questions coming in from a lot of you of how do you handle distractions and how do you deal with all of this stuff? And (laughs) I don't always do a very good job, but we are going to discuss what I am trying to do to make it happen better. So I've written a really long list of things that we are implementing and kind of my best tips for having done this for the last few years, especially as a single parent. And some of them are sort of in no particular order. I tried to have a little bit of a flow to them, but hopefully this episode makes sense and it is helpful to all of you guys. Okay, so right off the bat, the first thing that I am doing this summer and also hot boyfriend He is doing the same thing with his kids because let's be honest, our kids are, you know, integrated a lot in their lives. We live across the street from each other. They do a lot of things together and we both work from home. So we both kind of decided he he sort of led this one and I'm following along because I thought it was a good idea. He decided to have the kids kind of establish what they thought the best routine would look like for them. We kind of gave them some parameters of the things we wanted them to include in their day, and then they had to come up with what that should look like, how their day should flow. And then we gave them a set amount of time, like a few days, to be able to try it out. And then if that plan wasn't working, we would step in. And for some of the kids, it's like, okay, no, we need to overhaul what you're attempting to do. And for some of the kids, it's like, okay, great. This seems to be working pretty well, but let's just tweak this or add this in. And what I really like about this idea is that it gives them some independence. It gives them a feeling of control over what their day looks like. I'm not just coming in and giving them a set schedule and saying, this is what you will do. I'll see you at noon. They have the feeling that they have ownership over how their day is going to flow and how they think it is going to work best for them. All of my kids have different personalities. Some of them want to get up in the morning, brush their teeth, and then snow go back into bed and do their reading right off the bat. Other ones want to get up, get ready, eat, make their bed, do all of that kind of thing before they jump into more of the learning kinds of things and the chores that I want them to do. And as long as they are able to carry that out and get done all of the things that we have kind of said they need to get done, then I'm cool with them having ownership over the way their day flows. 
So that's been kind of a fun new way to approach things this year. In the past, I've really sort of set things all out myself, done the checklist, printed them out, given them to the kids, said this is how your day will go. But it's kind of fun to see how invested they have become when they have the ability to kind of dictate how their day is going to go. So a few of the things that we did tell them that we want them to include in their plan are we want them to be getting ready every day, not just rolling around in their pajamas all the live long day. Now, a lot of times this means getting up in the morning and changing into a swimsuit. But, you know, as long as they're not just staying in their pajamas, forgetting to brush their teeth and their hair and all that, we wanted the getting ready part of it to definitely be included. We wanted them to be doing some chores that I have obviously told them these are the things that I want each of my kids to be doing or the rotation of them. But they do need to find time in their morning to be doing those things. We also wanted them to include some learning and reading time and have that be like a concentrated part of their morning. Now, we don't care if they even get together, like the kids from the different houses decide to stake out at one of our houses and do their learning alongside each other. It doesn't have to be a staunch, non-fun thing. And I'll talk a little bit more about the different kinds of learning tools that we are utilizing this summer in a minute. But we are allowing for that. If they want to get together and do their learning and help each other out and all of that, awesome. As long as they're doing it together and they're not just using that time to interrupt both of our work time. We've also set some parameters around the food situation. And if you want more ideas about that, then I had an episode last week with Katie and she really did a deep dive on how to get your kids fed well this summer, how to give them lists with parameters so you're not having to answer as many questions. I think that's a big one for my kids is, you know, having the list on the fridge saying these are the different things that you need to include in your lunch or these are your snack options. This is what is appropriate for you to eat. Even giving them times so they don't have to come and ask me all the time, can I have a snack? Can I whatever? Answering as many questions ahead of time for my kids is really key to keep them from distracting me. So I have to kind of pre-think in my brain, well, what kinds of things might they need to interrupt me about? Can they have a snack? Well, if I've already told them, these are the different times when you are allowed to have a snack and these are your snack options, then it eliminates a lot of that interruptive questioning. And then if they do still come and get me and say, can I have a snack? I could say, go check your list. (laughs) It already told you, you don't need to talk to me. And enough days of that. And then that is what they follow. Because really a big thing about this for me is encouraging independence in them, giving them the ability to find the answers for themselves so they don't have to ask me about everything, but it's still me giving them permission because I have made that list or given them those instructions or whatever that is so that they can be more independent, but also giving them the skills and the knowledge they need to have a good day without having to interrupt me all the time. And they are old enough to have that independence. You know, sometimes I get caught in this bubble of mom guilt where I'm like, but 
I should be making every snack and every meal for them and I should be doing all of this stuff for them and I should just be keeping the house clean. No, it is okay and it's actually a good thing to not only create independence in them but give them skills that they can use throughout their life to be able to be productive adults and teenagers and kids who go off to college who know how to make a meal and kids who know how to take care of themselves and know how to govern their time well. This is a fantastic opportunity to teach them those life skills. And so I just have to get out of my brain all of that mom guilt and be like, no, I'm actually doing a good job. I am doing something that is beneficial to them by training them and how to do these things. And then the last thing that we make sure they are including on their plan is some outside time. Now, obviously, this sort of has to be governed in a safe way. You know, if I am still working, then I want to make sure that the outside time is like in my backyard or that sort of thing. So I don't have to be distracted with where are you in the neighborhood? But I think that that is a really important thing to include as well and can feel like a little bit of a reward to them to have gotten done all of their chores and their learning and all of that and have that time to be able to go out and get out some of their energy. Okay, ladies, let's take a little bit of a break to talk about omegas. They are so important for our brains to function correctly and for our bodies to work smoothly. And I've tried a lot of different brands trying to find the best ones on the market. And I've got to say, Iwi is one of the best I've ever used. Their secret is algae. It's a whole nother level than plain old fish oil. Here's why I love Iwi. Do you know where fish get their omega-3s from? Algae. With Iwi, you go straight to the source and skip the middle fish and the nasty fishy burps and aftertaste, which is never pleasant. Iwi's proprietary form of algae leads to 50% more absorption, the world's highest absorption of any source of omega-3s. Iwi's patented formula goes right to your bloodstream for more absorption and more health benefits. In a clinical study, Iwi cholesterol helped reduce bad VLDL cholesterol by 25% on average in just three months. And no matter how old or young you are, you can reap the benefits of Iwi. If you're all about that healthy lifestyle, then adding Iwi to your self-care supplements is a must to support your heart, brain, vision, and overall wellness. All of Iwi's products are plant-based and their algae is sustainably farmed in the U.S. Personally, I love that Iwi has gotten me away from taking actual fish oil that I would drink from a spoon and it just was so hard to get down and I love that I feel like when I am taking iwi my brain really does function at a higher level things aren't as foggy I'm able to stay on top of things more I just feel like everything is a little bit more on par with where it should be in my body and it's never too late or too early to start taking iwi go to iwilife.com slash live well and use the code live well to save 30% on your first purchase Purchase. Take advantage of this limited time offer today. I-W-I-L-I-F-E dot com slash live well, code live well for 30% off your first purchase. EWLife.com slash live well, code live well. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And thank you to Ewe Life for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. So I've been talking a lot about 
having these lists and making sure they have these questions answered ahead of time. But where do you do that? How do you make that practical for them? Because I can spout things off to my kids all I want. They are not going to remember a long list of things, especially my 15 year old past one or two items that I have said for him to do. It's gone. It, It just it does not register. So I do need to have something physically available for them to see what is on their list. Now, my girls did do some really fun lists at the beginning of the summer as they were figuring everything out, where they got out markers and wrote down kind of how they wanted their day to go. But especially my eight-year-old was very specific that she wanted a list for every single day of the week that she could actually check off and feel that gratification and having gotten everything done on her list. And so that can look a lot of different ways. For me this year, I don't even have my printer set up anymore. We hardly ever use a printer. I don't want to buy the ink. So I'm not printing off lists like I have done many times in the past. That is certainly an option if you want to go that direction and just have that same list that you print off every single week and they have the check boxes that they can check off all throughout their day. If that's your jam, go ahead and do that. You could also get them a planner or teach them how to bullet journal. This is a great time to kind of have them get in the habit of creating lists and then looking at it at the end of the day, seeing what you got done, what you didn't get done, what needs to carry over into the day tomorrow. You can even go to bulletjournal.com, I believe is the website, and they have videos there showing you exactly how to do bullet journaling. That could be part of your summer, or you could get your kids a happy planner or something like that where they are writing out their list every day and they are seeing what they need to get done. That is certainly an option. Or there is what our family is trying out this summer, especially because we've got these two different households that are trying to integrate together and see how everything is going. And we wanted one central place where we can see what everybody is doing and how they are working everything. And that is Trello. So like I mentioned, we are doing a deep dive in Patreon this week on how we are using Trello for families and how that is working. But basically, Hot Boyfriend and I have our Trello board where we coordinate everything for the week. So I've got my list in there of what I'm doing. He's got his list in there. We've got where all of the kids need to go and what's going on with that, what our dinners are. Everything like that is in the board that just he and I share. And we can communicate back and forth in that board to be able to keep on top of things. But then we have a family board. And in that board, Each of the kids has their own card for every day. So if you're familiar with Trello, on the board, there's a list for every day of the week, Monday through Sunday. I know that can throw some people off, but that is the way that I find it to be most easy to follow is we do this Monday through Sunday because kids are gone for the weekend and it's weird to try to set it up from Sunday to Saturday. So it starts every Monday. There's a list for every day of the week. And then on each of those lists, each of the kids has a card. I just go from oldest to youngest in the order of the cards and they are all color coded. So all six kids between our two houses have their own color and their own card on every day of the week. So in each of those cards, then they have a checklist and it's their to-dos for the day. And it's really handy with Trello because you can just create a template. So 
I've got every day is the same. Once they figure out what it is they want their day to look like, we plug it into that card. We can save those cards to every day of the week. So they're all the same. They all have the information there and they can add things from day to day if they have specific things they're wanting to get done. But that base information is in there and then we can copy that template board every single week of the summer. So they have everything that they need to get done in their little card. And then we can look at the board really easily and it will show right on the front of their card how many of the things they've actually gotten done until they've gotten to 100%, which as a parent, that's awesome to be able to take a quick glance and be like, okay, this kid is on task. This kid isn't. I can look at that when I am not even you know, around them. I'm in my office working, but I can look at the Trello board and see how much progress they've made. It's really handy because all of my kids are able to access the Trello board. We created accounts for each of them. So they are able to use their specific device, whether it's a Kindle or a phone or whatever it is each child specifically has. They can access the Trello on on their own. They can communicate with us by leaving messages on the cards and that will send me a notification on my phone. So if they have questions about things and they don't want to interrupt me, that's a great way for them to ask a question and then I can get back to them when I have a chance. It's just a pretty slick system that I'm actually hoping that we can carry out into the fall as well. This summer is a great trial run time for us to be getting our feet wet with all of this. And then we also put things on there like dinners and that sort of thing. Those questions that I think could come up about the day, I can put in there what we're planning to do in the afternoon and all of that so they don't have to come ask me. They know they can just go ahead and look at the Trello board and see what's on the docket for the day or the week or what we're eating for dinner. They don't have to ask me those questions. It's all right there. It's a resource for the whole family to be able to look at and access and be able to stay on top of things. So if this has all sounded really confusing to you, like I said, you can come over into Patreon. We're doing a deep dive on how we are getting that all set up and how to make that function really easily. If I've just totally lost you by trying to verbally explain this, we've got it there. I will have a template board that you can actually utilize for your family and all of that. If you want more information, like I said, go to patreon.com slash livewelltogether. That video will be in there always, so you will always be able to find it and get on top of things if that is what would be helpful to your family as well. All right, ladies, I want to take a short break to tell you about a brand that I have been working with that I am really liking, and that is Notori. So if you haven't heard of Notori before, I've mentioned it a few times on the show, but it is a global lifestyle brand that is mostly known for its clothing and particularly its bras and underwear. Notori is a woman-founded and led independent family business with international distribution, and Josie Notori started the company from her living room as a young mother. I've actually been a fan of Notori bras for a long time long time because they come in a wide range of sizes all the way from an A cup to a G cup. They've got a lot of different size bands to give you the perfect fit around your rib cage. And plus they have high quality, super soft fabrics that keep you comfortable and supported, which is the main thing, right? When you're picking a bra and they move with you throughout the day and wear well wash after wash, maintaining their signature look and feel. You'll forget you even have them on for work, pleasure, fitness, maternity, and your everyday. Lately, the 
mandatory bra that I have been rocking the most is their Limitless Convertible Sports Bra. I love this thing. It is so supportive and so comfortable, and I love that it has this hook on the back of the straps that I can put together, and then I can wear it with racer backs and all kinds of things. It works with my yoga tank tops. It's cute. It's comfortable. It works awesome. I really love it. And if you get a Notori bra too, they love when you go on social media and talk about what you love about their bras. You can even use the hashtag MyNotori to talk about it and become a part of their international community. And just for my customers to get a feel for how awesome Notori is, you can go to Notori.com, that's N-A-T-O-R-I.com, and use the code LIVE for 15% off. So again, you can go to Notori.com and get 15% off by using the code LIVE at checkout. Try out one of their amazing bras, see how comfortable and well-fitting they are, and let me know what you think. And I just want to thank Notori for sponsoring this episode of Live Well Anyway. Another really important thing for us as we are encouraging independence is not only having the list of everything that they need to do in the day that has all of the questions answered as much as possible so that limits interruptions, but it's also giving the kids the materials that they need to get the things done on their list. So we wanted to make sure that the kids had really quality learning materials that they could utilize this summer and be engaged with and stay interested with. So what we decided to get for our kids are the BrainQuest summer workbooks. Now, I'm excited about these because they are bridge workbooks. Like I have a child who's going from third grade to fourth grade. And so it's a summer workbook that is meant to kind of review a little bit of what happened in third grade, but also get them to where they need to be for fourth grade and give them a leg up on that so they don't have any of that regressive learning. I like that it is targeted for summer. It's not necessarily like just handing her a fourth grade workbook and being like, okay, here you go. It really gets her to that place where she feels ready for that. And then we have the fourth grade workbook on standby because my eight-year-old, she's almost nine, she definitely likes to feel like she's ahead. And so if she gets through her summer workbook, she's got the fourth grade one there that she can work right into. But I really like these BrainQuest workbooks because they're super colorful and engaging and they make things continue to be interesting so it doesn't feel like such a burden. I think that it really has helped my kids to want to do their learning time every day. Plus, they love to be able to just see the progress that they're making. Anything that I can do, especially for my eight-year-old, who is a three, to make her feel like she is accomplishing something is great. So being able to mark off how many pages she has done, I went ahead and bought post-it tabs for their books so you can actually just separate out all the subjects throughout the book. They can get to what they need to find really easily. I allow them to have that time in the afternoon to tell me what it is they got done. You know, what did you accomplish? Let me see. Sometimes it can be really easy to just be like, oh, you did your learning stuff. Great. But to actually give them that chance to show off what they've gotten done, I think is super important. And as far as workbooks go, I really think that BrainQuest, you know, I loved them when I was little. I think it's a really high quality 
quality material. If you're not wanting to, you know, invest in major homeschooling supplies and all of that, it's just something simple that they can do. I'm also using Hooked on Phonics, which you'll hear an ad for in this episode with my soon-to-be first grader. She's going into first grade this year. I just really found that kindergarten was a little rough this year with the pandemic. And so Hooked on Phonics has been really helpful to specifically target her reading. That is the thing more than anything that I want to make sure she has a little bit more mastery over before she heads into first grade. And also really more than anything, I think building her confidence in it. She tends to be a little bit timid in wanting to give answers because she's scared that she's wrong. And so I want to build up that confidence in her this summer and make sure that we are doing the Hooked on Phonics so that she feels just more able to be on par with everybody this fall. She doesn't feel behind and she feels like she can answer things and she knows that she knows it. That's a really big thing for me with her. So she'll be doing a little bit of that independently while I'm working, like using the app and that sort of thing. And then if she needs a little bit of time with me after I'm done doing my work in the morning, then I will spend a little bit of focused time with her doing the Hooked on Phonics in the afternoon just to make sure that she's ready. The other learning materials the kids are pretty independent with, but that one I want to make sure that I actually do spend a little bit of time with her every day, making sure we're on track for next year. Another thing that's been really important is having engaging books that my kids actually want to read. Something that's been really helpful I've found for us this year in finding books that they're interested in is getting suggestions from their friends. If they know that one of their friends has read a book, they are far more likely to actually read it. Even my 15-year-old who struggles with dyslexia, he loathes reading with everything in his body. But when I said, hey, what about the Hunger Games? He was like, Hey, I've seen the movies and my best friend has read those books. Yeah, I think I'm actually interested in reading that. I was like, cool. Like, I don't care if you only read five minutes a day, as long as you promise to read at least five minutes a day. And here is this book. I will pay an arm and a leg for you to read it because I just want you reading. And so I That has been really helpful, even with my, you know, soon-to-be fourth grader. She heard that some friends had read some books last summer, and hands down, those were the books she wanted. There's just something about it when they know their friends have read the books that gives them that extra motivation to want to read them themselves. So if you need a little hack and a trick to get your kids reading this summer, I would say ask other mom friends what their kids have read, and have even those kids tell your kids about the books, because it's going to make them way more interested in them. So we have stocked up our little summer library of what my kids have available to read. I want to make sure that they constantly have books available that are engaging and interesting to them. And so that time doesn't feel like a burden, but we can actually really like encourage that love of reading this summer. Another thing as far as materials that I want my kids to have access to so they don't have to ask me a ton of questions and they have what they need to be able to do what I've asked them to do is to have the things they need for their chores, all of those kinds of cleaning supplies and having given them the knowledge of how to use them. I can't just say, hey, go clean the bathroom when they've never done it before. I have to walk them through the steps a few times, train them in how to do it, make sure they know what products they need 
grade. One way to really simplify that process, especially if you have younger kids who tend to get a little spray happy with cleaners and that sort of thing, is to just use Norwex cloths or the little Norwex mitts so they can do the dusting or cleaning the bathroom and that sort of thing. And you don't have to worry about them dealing with a bunch of chemicals or products while you are busy doing your work. So that's a really easy way to be able to simplify things. I trust my older kids a little bit more with, you know, the toilet cleaner and, you know, that kind of thing. But if you just want to simplify things, I think Norwex is a really easy way to go. I also really love all of the Grove cleaners because then you know that you're working with non-toxic stuff and it's not going to harm them if they go a little crazy with the cleaner. I've also heard really good things about Branch Basics. I haven't used them yet myself. I'm hoping to soon, but those are some good clean brands so that your kids have what they need to be able to do the jobs that you've asked them to do. And then, of course, having the food be organized. Because if you say these are the things you can eat, but then they can't find them or they don't have access to them, you know, making sure on the weekends you've done a little bit of that prep work so that if you want them eating fruits and veggies and that sort of thing, you have them available in your fridge. Like we talked about on the episode last week, pre-packaging things up into baggies and that sort of thing so that they can just grab a baggie of the different food that you want them to get and have the pre-portion dips and that sort of thing already in your fridge. So one, you're not dealing with bigger messes when you come out from doing your work, but also they are making better choices because you have it more easily available to them. I think that's a really big deal too. And as far as messes go, obviously encouraging them to leave the house the way it started. You know, I think having that evening pickup time is almost even more important in the summer because everybody is home all the time. And so there are just naturally more messes that happen because everybody is occupying the same space all day long. So having that time in the evening where you can kind of right the ship, set things right and prepare yourself for the next day, have everybody get involved with that, I think is really paramount to making your days more successful, but also teaching them that if they make the mess, they need to be the one to clean it up. I know I'm so prone to just stepping in and doing it myself, but I'm not doing them any favors again when I do that for them. I need to teach them and keep on top of, hey, you ate this food, you need to come back and clean it up. Or if they're getting bored in the summer, allowing them to do the projects and make the messes and everything that they want to do because they're not bugging me. If they're doing that stuff that they want to do and being creative, that's awesome, but they need to be the ones to clean it up. And I'm not going to get out of work and then have all of these messes around the house from all the creative projects that they've done. I need them to be the ones to clean it up. And that's on me to stay on top of them and make sure that I reinforce that with them, that they need to be the ones cleaning it up and staying on top of it, not me. Okay, ladies, let's take a little bit of a break to talk about Hooked on Phonics, our newest sponsor. Because finding the right program to help your child learn to read can be daunting. I have been there, oh my goodness, as a former homeschooler and just four kids later, it can be really tricky. You have to find something that's both engaging and proven to get results. Well, Hooked on Phonics has been the most trusted program to help kids learn to read for nearly 35 years, which is why I decided to get their program 
program for my daughter, Eliana, who just finished up kindergarten. You know, it was a really tough year with the pandemic and online learning and starting the year late and just all kinds of craziness. And it was really difficult to see that she wasn't getting that same advantage as my other kids got in kindergarten. I felt like I wanted to be able to give her a little bit of a leg up before she goes into first grade next year. And Hooked on Phonics has been the ticket for us. It is helping her to really master a lot of those skills that I feel like they just didn't have the time to get down in kindergarten over this past year. It's engaging. She absolutely loves both using the app and the workbooks. I love that it uses both types of materials so that she is having that fully hands-on integrative approach to learning everything and it's sticking. Because Hooked on Phonics is the learn to read curriculum that uniquely combines this amazing app with hands-on learning materials shipped to your home every month. With Hooked on Phonics, you get unlimited access to their powerful reading app along with workbooks that give your child essential hands-on practice to reinforce the skills they're building in the app. Plus, you get storybooks written specifically to build your child's confidence, which is so important. That's something that she has really been struggling with. And using these workbooks, she is able to feel like she actually is getting it down. And then the discussion questions help her to increase reading comprehension. Lessons take just 20 minutes or less, and the curriculum is guaranteed to help your child learn to read. So give your child the confidence that reading brings with Hooked on Phonics. Visit hookedonphonics.com slash live well and receive your first month for just $1. That's hooked on P-H-O-N-I-C-S dot com slash live well to get your first month of Hooked on Phonics for just $1. Hookedonphonics.com slash live well. And thank you to Hooked on Phonics for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. And then another kind of final thing I would say as far as like materials and supplies go and that sort of thing is, you know, you're going to have those days that get a little crazy or maybe you're going to have a day where you know you're going to have a big meeting or you need it to be quieter in the house than normal or you've got a big deadline coming, that's when you maybe want to have some things in your back pocket that you can pull out that are kind of surprising to them, like ordering some subscription boxes that they don't know you have stashed away in a closet, like little passports or highlights has some great kits, or, you know, there's like a thousand different kits out there, Kiwi Crate, all the different ones. Have a special project that you have kind of in the background. So if you have something that you really need to get done, you can then take out that project on that day when you need that extra time that you don't want to be interrupted and be like, hey, guess what? I've got a surprise for you. Here's your project that you can go do today so that you can allow yourself that wiggle room and know that it's kind of an out of the ordinary special day for them so that you can get that big project done that you need to get done. And they also feel like they are getting to do something fun. I think that can be really helpful. And I think a good motivator for them to stay on task throughout the day and to not interrupt you as much is to let them know you're going to do something fun in the afternoon. If they have something to look forward to, if they have something that's sort of being held over their heads, hey, we're going to go to the splash pad after I'm done with work. If you guys are really good this morning and you stay on task and you do all the stuff that you're supposed to get done, then when I am done with work, we can have our lunch and we can head out. Like giving them that motivation 
of what is to come, I think is also really helpful for making your day more productive. You know, it's sort of like bribery. (laughs) I am not above that. But it also helps you to have the motivation to do those summer things with your kids, even though I might get to the afternoon and be like, oh my gosh, I worked all morning. I'm super tired. I just want to chill out. But I also want to make sure that my kids are able to look back on summer and think that we did fun things together. So me telling them is kind of the accountability that we are going to do the fun stuff and it helps them to stay more on task throughout the day. And then I think there are just some really key things that are helpful logistically to make the days go a little bit smoother. I know in the summer, we just kind of want a lot of things to feel like a bit of a free-for-all, like bedtimes. Like I know that I can tend to not be as strict about bedtimes in the summer, but I think it's a different thing to allow them to have a later bedtime but still stick to a bedtime because we are trying to still implement some routine and have them working on a certain schedule so that we can be productive as working parents and I need to be on a certain schedule and I know that I need my downtime in the evening so that I can still have a good day the next day. That's really important to me. So maintaining a bedtime that they can all know and expect is really helpful. It's a little bit later than it is during the school year. Cool. They can still feel like they get to stay up later, but I don't have to be as stressed about the fact that I still want to have my downtime. And so I push that later because I let the kids stay up later. No, this is the bedtime. This is what it's going to look like in the summer. That is totally okay because mom is still working and we need to have that in place. And then even with my teenager, it may mean that I cut out earlier then he is going to bed. And I could sometimes get caught in that guilt too. Like, oh, I should be hanging out with him all night long. No, no, no. He can busy himself if I am wanting to go take my bath and have some reading time. It's okay for me to tell him like, hey, 10 o'clock, I'm out. I will hang out with you between the time I put the girls to bed and the time that I want to go take my bath. But after that, I'm done. You can go play your game or you can do whatever, but at 10 o'clock or 10.30 or whatever it is I decide, I'm going to be gone. And that is okay to kind of lay that foundation with him and also not just let him stay up forever either. (laughs) Like He doesn't need to be sleeping until noon all summer long. He needs to have that structure too. He's not going to have quite the same with the workbooks and that sort of thing, but I do want him to be productive during the day. I want him to help his sisters out during the day and help with the cleaning and all of that sort of thing. So it looks a little bit different for him than it does for the younger ones, but I do need him to be, you know, on top of it. I need to be able to rely on him to help me out throughout those mornings. And that is okay. He is old enough to be able to give him that responsibility to make sure he's kind of the one that they can be turning to to ask the questions and keep the ball rolling throughout the morning. He doesn't just need to be sucked into Fortnite. He can be helping with this. And so that's another big part of it too. And then I think for me, just like I said, with making sure I'm getting my downtime in the evenings, that's really important for me to just feel like I can calm my brain down and rest well. I don't think that summer is the time when we want to let that self-care slip. We still need to make sure that we are staying on top of our mental health and that we are taking care of our bodies and we are doing all of those kinds of things so that we can have productive days, especially because summer is kind of a, you know, interesting time for us as 
work at home parents, it really is the time where we have the most on our plate because we have the kids there all day long. So it's really important that we are continuing to take care of ourselves and taking care of our minds and our spirits and our bodies so that we can keep on top of all of this. And when we get downtime, that we take it and we don't feel guilty about the rest and we allow those times to be the most productive that they are restfully as well as actually getting things done. That's okay. You know, I'm really trying to focus this summer on reading more and having those times when I can just kind of, you know, cool off and not feel like I have to do stuff all the time. That is okay and that's a really good thing. I also need to make sure that I'm getting up before the kids. I have to have that structure that I implement into my workday to make myself as productive as possible and to keep my sanity. And one of the ways that I have to be doing that is getting up before them, pulling myself together. You know, that looks different in the summer than it does in the winter. I have a much more simplified makeup routine. A lot of times I'm pulling my hair up into a ponytail or a messy bun. That's okay as long as I am still getting up and getting ready in in some way so that I feel pulled together to be doing my work. And for me, a lot of it is trying to get as much work done before the kids get up as possible because I do need quiet while I am working. I need to be able to put in auditions and that sort of thing and not have it crazy loud in the background. So I have to utilize those early morning hours. Plus, my studio is in the garage. It gets a little bit warm. So I need to make sure that I get in there first thing in the morning. And so creating that structure for myself, sticking to those routines, teens is really important. Hey ladies, let's take a little bit of a break to talk about acne. Whether you have it yourself or you're dealing with a teenager that has a not-so-fun case of acne as I am, then you know that it can be a real struggle to even get in the conversation with your kid about it and to find over-the-counter products that actually work and that even worse, don't even damage your skin. Like you want something that is actually going to be effective. And that's exactly what we needed for my son. He's 15. He came to that point where he was getting really self-conscious about the way that his skin looked and we wanted to be able to do something about it, but he also didn't really want to go into a doctor and that whole experience can be very expensive and inconvenient. But then we found Apostrophe and we are so excited to be partnering with them because it's made such a difference in his skin. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. You simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, and then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. An Apostrophe not only treats acne, they can also help you hit your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. It was such an easy experience with my son. It was so simple to just be be able to snap a few pictures. He never had to feel embarrassed. We didn't have to deal with an office and masks and all of that kind of thing. It was so easy. The turnaround was super quick and the treatment has been so effective that he actually has followed through on doing it himself without me having to remind him. And if anybody has a teenage boy, you know that's a really big deal when they actually get to a point where they are taking care of their own skincare. 
every day because they see that it's actually working and I am so grateful for that. So if you want that same kind of experience, we have a special deal just for my audience. You save $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash live well when you use my code live well. This code is only available to my listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash live well and click begin visit. Then use my code live well to sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash live well and use that code live well to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And I just want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Also for me, and I know this isn't possible for everybody, but you know, I have my office in my bedroom. So it is a place that I can get away to. I'm not right in the middle of the kids. I think that's really important for establishing those boundaries for them also. If I have my door shut, then they know it is not a good time to be interrupting mom. She's really focusing on work right now. Then there are certain times when I'm working on things where I can have the door open and they have more the ability to come in and ask questions and that sort of thing. And it doesn't matter as much. But having that set apart place where I'm not just right in the midst of all of them is really important so that I can be productive. Now, my house is small enough that I can still generally hear what is going on in all of the different areas. If I'm feeling super self-conscious, I've got, you know, a monitor in the girl's room that I can listen in on and see what they're up to. Nobody's going to escape out the front door or something without me knowing it. I've got a ring doorbell that notifies me if there's any movement outside the front door. You know, there's certain things that I have precautionary measures, so it's not just like I'm completely checked out. But it is helpful to have a space that I can come to that they aren't in with me. It's just way too easy if I'm trying to work in their midst for them to constantly want to talk to me and who can blame them. But it's really hard for me to concentrate and it's really hard to have those boundaries if I don't kind of remove myself from the situation. So I think that is really helpful to have a separate workspace that you can go to to get done what you need to get done. But I also think it's important that we adjust our expectations for summer. You know, I kind of mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I think a lot of times in the past, I get it in my head that, oh, summer, it's these long days. I'm going to get all my big projects done during the summer and set us up for fall. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I've got my kids home with me. Of course, I'm not going to be as productive as I am throughout the school year when they are gone all day long. That's just silly to think that is going to be the case. And so I think giving ourselves a little bit of a reality check as work-at-home parents about what is actually possible in the summer and how productive you are going to be able to be is a really healthy thing to do. And I think for me is also setting those time limits of when I'm going to be able to get things done. Also utilizing things like I do have a 15-year-old. And so maybe a morning or two a week, I'm going to go work in a coffee shop for an hour or two so that I can get really focused amounts of time on the things that I really need to get done that I can't have them interrupting me for. It helps me to be way more productive when I have a set amount of time that I know I have to be able to work in and that's it. So that is a good motivator for me to get more done in a more condensed amount of time. But it's also, you know, a matter of just having those realistic expectations of summer. And I think it's also important 
important on the smooth days to try to get done as much as I absolutely possibly can because there's also going to be the rough days. And so there may be days when I just have to throw in the towel and say, you know what? Everybody's having a meltdown today. Everybody's arguing. They're sick of being at home. Everybody's frustrated and bored. We need to cut our losses and head to the lake or head to the park or head to the pool or whatever it is. And knowing that that's going to happen. That is the reality of life. And so not letting it just take me out and be like, but this was the plan. You know, there has to be a certain amount of flexibility in the summer. And honestly, that can be really hard for me. It can even be really hard for a lot of my kids who get really set expectations to know that, okay, this is what we thought was going to happen. And this isn't what happened. And that seriously is something that I continuously have to work on as even an adult of like, okay, this is fine. I can be okay with this change of plans. It can be a really hard one for me. (laughs) Just ask the people in my life. But trying to get into that mindset of expecting that so that I don't have to be so blindsided by it and being able to roll with the punches a little bit more, especially during the summer, I think is really helpful for just our mental stability. So if you have trouble with that, I'm right there with you. I understand. But let's just cut ourselves some slack and try to be a little bit more flexible. You know, I think it could benefit all of us. And then ultimately, I think kind of the final thing that I want to leave us with is to remember to always put the relationships first. This can be really hard, especially when we have deadlines and we feel the pressure of providing and all of that kind of thing. But there is a difference in answering my kids in a frustrated tone or allowing myself to be like, you know what? They are kids. Of course, they're going to have questions. They want to be with me. Their hearts are right. And so I need to answer them kindly when I get interrupted. I need to make sure I'm putting the relationship first and not getting snappy and frustrated. And I need to make sure I am implementing whatever I need to in my life so that I am taking care of myself well and I'm getting the things done well. Maybe I'm collaborating with other parents parents who are working from home and we can do some trade-offs or whatever it is that I need to do to stay in a mental place where my kids don't feel like I'm just frustrated with them all the time. I think that making sure they know that our relationship is the most important thing to me and that yes, of course, mommy needs to provide and I need to make sure that food is on the table and we keep a roof over our heads, but I love them and they aren't just an inconvenience to me and that I'm putting that relationship as a huge high priority and I'm doing the little things to spend the pockets of time with them that are focused on just them and we're still painting the nails and doing all the fun things in the summer and that they feel like I'm investing in them. I think that is super important important for having a successful summer and not just having everybody be frustrated with each other all the time. You know, making sure that I am speaking life into them and telling them what a joy they are to me and all of those kinds of things that can be really easy to overlook and just get frustrated with life, honestly. But just trying to keep in the forefront of my mind that I want them to remember the summer with joy and like mom wanted them around is really important to me. And so I think that just putting those relationships 
first and, you know, showing them a lot of love out of how much preparation I have put into the summer for them and that I have these things accessible for them and that I am thinking about them and sometimes reminding them of that. Like, look what I've done for you because there isn't another parent to be like, hey, look what your mom has done for you. Sometimes you shamelessly have to be the one to be like, look what a bounty I have spread before you. But I think that just making sure they feel cared for and loved on is really important for the summertime as well. Okay, you guys, that I think is all I have to say about summer. I hope that it was beneficial to you in some way and that you have enjoyed this episode and been able to have some takeaways from it. I would love to hear some feedback. I've been hearing some really interesting and great feedback about the last couple of months of episodes where we've really kind of been diving into suggestions and how-tos and favorite products and that sort of thing. And you guys seem to be liking it, so that's great news but if you ever have suggestions or requests or comments or things that you're interested in or things that you want more of I would love to hear from you and one of the best ways that you can contact me about that is to find me on Instagram so I'm at Mackenzie Coppa you can DM me there I would love to chat with you about what you like on the podcast what you would like to see more of what your friends would like to see more of how we can get the podcast out to more listeners if you have any ideas about that. I am all ears and I would love to chat with you about that at Mackenzie Coppa. Also, if you want the show notes from this episode, all you have to do is swipe up in whatever app you are listening to. We've got all the main links for any of the products that I've mentioned and all of that kind of thing right there for you to be able to access. You can also go to MackenzieCoppa.com and click on podcast and there you will find all of the episodes and you can find all the show notes and the sponsor links and all of that kind of thing. It's really easy and well laid out for you. My producer Kiel does an awesome job of it. Thank you to Kiel. She deals with all my last minute craziness and does a beautiful job. So if you need any of those links, again, find them right in the app that you listen to the podcast or head over to MackenzieCoppa.com. Okay. I think that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again. And until our next episode, go be bold and gracious. Oh,